0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Musings of a Rambling Madwoman. I am Ginger, and I'm so glad that you're here with me again. This is actually the second recording that I've done today or that I'm doing because when I see a topic, I just need to talk about it. But first, I want to preface all of this by saying that in the last podcast, I mentioned something about gastric sleeve and gastric bypass and how When people lose weight too quickly, it makes it easier for them to gain it back versus going slowly. Now, that's something that doctors have talked about. That's something my doctor has told me, that if you lose it too fast, then it's harder to keep off. But I know people that have had the surgeries and they have worked really hard. They've exercised, they've eaten right, and they continue riding on that wagon to where they don't gain the weight back. I guess it just depends on how... how your behaviors continue after the weight is, is gone. So I didn't want that to be misconstrued as something else because I totally support people that have gastric bypass or gastric sleeve. I think bariatric surgery is a fantastic thing and it has helped many people become healthier. It is very hard to lose weight without the surgery, but you have to consider that the people that have it go through a very difficult recovery and the adjustments are... Just as hard, if not harder. So, big props to those folks that take that route because it, it it's not e- it's not easy either way. But it's really painful for them. But they are just they're in it to win it, and you have to admire that. So anyway, the point that I'm making today is I posted a Facebook post on the Musings of a Rambling Madwoman Facebook page about body positivity. And how it's something that I didn't come by very easily at all. Because I would look into a mirror and I would see this way and I would just simply say, this isn't me. This is not me. I didn't look like myself. I didn't feel like myself. And really, in the grand scheme of things, before getting the mental health care that I needed, I wasn't even really sure who I was. I mean, I knew I was my husband's wife. The, the mother to my children, that I'm the center of their world. And I'm, I mean, I'm the center of everybody's world in this household, which is just an amazing position to be in. But outside of those identities, I wasn't sure what my core identity was. Because of the ups and downs and the round and rounds and all of the the roller coaster riding, the fits of anger, the fits of anxiety, the thoughts going through my head, I had no idea who I was. And it took peeling away those layers in therapy, getting the right medication for me to really see who I was. But while the with that weight on me, I didn't know. I couldn't love it. I didn't love it. There was no way in the world that I was going to love it because. How can you love something that you've hated for so long? Because when I was in high school, and into, well, I'll just say in high school, because in my early 20s, I weighed about 140 pounds. But in high school, I was 120 pounds, and people would tell me that I was too skinny. And that is another form of shaming, It's telling someone that they're too skinny. Because I didn't know what to do with that. It's like, well, do I put on some weight? But I was really athletic, so I ate whatever the heck I wanted, and I stayed that weight. I mean, nothing about my diet was healthy back then. So it was really an adjustment. I was going into my 20s, and I started to gain weight. And I started to cry about it because I just couldn't take it off. I would go to the YMCA. I would run on a treadmill. I would weigh myself days later. And I was still weigh the same, if not a little bit more than I did the last time I was at the YMCA to run the treadmill. And I got so depressed over this. I went shopping for clothes and my gosh, I was a size eight and I was just devastated. And here I was many years later looking into a mirror, just absolutely hating myself because of my weight. And thinking to myself, I was so upset over being a size eight, what I would do to be a size eight now. And, but the thing is, is I wasn't doing it. I was not doing it. And I will always stand by the fact that getting my mental health under control is what started my weight loss journey. And I I had to learn to love myself. Before I could take care of myself and this is where the body positivity aspect of things comes into play it is Not easy to love yourself when you feel that you aren't looking like yourself or you Or you have something terribly wrong with you because I didn't know what to think of this way every time I tried to lose I would fail I would go onto a go on a diet 2 weeks later no change I would just jump right off of that wagon and continue in my old habits thinking that losing weight for me was absolutely hopeless. So yeah, I would look into the mirror and think you're hopeless. There's not there's nothing for you. And it's because I just couldn't find that love for myself and I see all of these movements about body positivity, which I think are great. It is great to be positive about your parents because it does a lot for self-esteem and confidence. However I could not jump onto that wagon because I felt like I would be put in that very judgmental that category that society puts people into that that says, hey, I'm using this to justify my bad habits. And while I don't believe that everybody does that, that they use body positivity to justify bad habits, I, I'm sure there are some. I mean, this is a big world. There are a lot of overweight people. So somebody is using it to justify bad habits. However, what people don't understand about body positivity is that it goes much deeper. First of all, you have acceptance, and instead of loving the cellulite, and loving the stretch marks, you have to accept them. And accepting them, that that doesn't mean love. It doesn't mean you have to love them, you just have to accept them. When you accept them, you're taking a first step towards a self-love that you have been failing to give yourself. So once I finally accepted the fact that, you know, if this is the way that I'm meant to be, this is how I'm going to be, but I decided that I was going to love myself enough and love my body enough to want to do things right, to want to do things for my body, it has protected me in so many ways. It holds in this insanely positive spirit that has come out of me. And I need to treat it the way that it deserves to be treated. Not the ways I treated it when I was a teenager and I would cut myself or, I mean, even in young adulthood, I would hurt myself in different ways. No, it didn't deserve that. What it deserved was to be given healthy foods. It deserved to be given, you know, some exercise and it did deserve to be loved. But what I refused to do was completely love it and just let it go I, I don't that's just not the type of person I am and I know that some are and that's great if that works well for their mental health and for their confidence that's great but it wasn't gonna work for me so I did I made that decision I actually started to like myself even in the weight that i was so i made the decision to start eating healthier and start exercising to give my body what it deserved because i loved my body that was my body positivity was getting past the point of acceptance and going a little bit deeper and loving my body for the things that it's done for me and wanting to pay it back wanting to extend it some grace and when i did that what I didn't realize was that I was making a gigantic step. I had had diets in the past that had failed and I hadn't lost anything. And then here we go into the future and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to exercise and I'm probably not going to lose any weight, but that's okay. I will work with what I have here because I like myself. I love myself. But then what happened next was crazy because I made that decision to be healthier. I looked at my kids and I'm like, I want to be around around longer for them. I don't want obesity to kill me because ultimately it can. I was dealing with high cholesterol. Um, I mean, just so many things. I couldn't get on the floor and play, play with my kids. High cholesterol was one of my biggies. Fatty liver was another. And I couldn't hold my breath past a certain point. I would be out of breath going up a set of stairs. And again, couldn't get down on the floor and play with my kids when they were little. Because I would have a difficult time getting back up, especially if I didn't have any another adult there to help me up. So... Those things, while they're long gone, I knew I could still make change and forward momentum that would be positive for me, for my family, for everyone around me, whether I lost weight or not. Well, the change happened, and I started to notice that weight was coming off. And that was motivating. That was motivation. The love for my body was alive. The love for myself the acceptance that what will be will be, but I'm going to try to do better. Those things together resulted in me now sitting here talking to you at around 100 pounds less than I was when I started losing weight. And that is very significant because, yeah, I didn't have to have surgery where I, I mean, I could have, I was a candidate for it and I've had so many surgeries between breast, you know, my breast surgeries, my, having my gallbladder removed, that it really probably would have been, it would have been just another surgery to me with a painful recovery recovery like the others. However, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own. And again, there's nothing wrong with anyone having bariatric surgery. Everybody is different. And doing it on my own just happened to work for me. And I apologize if you hear my children at the bottom of my attic stairs. (laughs) My attic is my office making all kinds of noise after they were told to be quiet. So anyway, yeah, they're 11 or they're almost 13, 11, and 9. So they're at that place where they'll be quiet for 10 minutes and then they give up. But anyway... Where was I? <laughs> I? I have ADHD, so the noise at the bottom of the stairs kind of throws me off track. Um, but no, I'm sitting here weighing 100 pounds less, almost 100 pounds less. I'm getting very, very close. And every single pound that I've lost, I found that I could love myself even more. But I also realized that body positivity has to be looking at, looked at, not looking at. Looked at differently than what pe- some people are looking at it by standing there and saying, Oh, hey, look at me, I love my stretch marks, I love my cellulite, I love you know this piece of me and that piece of me. That kind of puts a glossy layer over a big problem because. And there are so many moving parts to this that I don't think I can even break them all down. We have some that say that they're being body positive and they love all of those pieces to themselves, of themselves to be an inspiration to other women who are struggling with their weight. To let them know, hey, it's okay. If you're having a hard time, it's okay. You can love yourself. You can accept yourself. But acceptance seems to be at the core of it. And again, I said it earlier, acceptance is different than love. Acceptance is what many people in society do when it comes to things they don't like. But to truly get anywhere with being overweight, there has to be love. But then there's another piece of it. My weight gain had a lot to do with anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder. And when I was running on the treadmills at the YMCA not losing the weight, it's because there was an underlying issue occurring. And it was an underlying issue that I'd had for a long time, so it was really a part of my life. I remember my first super depressive episode being when I was 12, but I'm sure it happened before, because I was a child that was made fun of a lot when I was a kid. I was, you know, I had traumas in my life. There were people that would tell me that I was useless because maybe it took me a little different wording or something to make me understand something. And I mean, I ended up in a gifted program when I was in elementary school. And, uh, but my attention span absolutely stunk. But yet I was grasping the material. I knew these things, I got bored and I would act out. So, you know, there were just a lot of facets to why I ended up dealing with these mental health disorders. And I didn't make the connection back then that maybe my mental health had a lot to do with why I was gaining this weight because what I didn't realize I was doing was I was stress eating. And really, too, being so athletic in my younger years from the time I was five until I was in my early 20s, um, I would just eat whatever I could get my hands on in passing a lot of times. I was so busy that when I got my driver's license, I would drive through McDonald's and I would eat two Big Macs because I barely had any food all day because school lunches sometimes were awful. I mostly lived out of vending machines at school. And then I would go run and get a couple Big Macs. And I always heard the saying, better watch it. That'll catch up with you. Well, I don't have a, predi- or a genetic predisposition to be overweight. So I figured that it wasn't going to happen to me. I was too athletic. I was built, you know, more like my mom, who's a small frame person. I'm a medium frame person, like my dad. And I thought it would never happen to me. And then it started to happen. Then I was told I had a big butt when I was a size eight. And that was just devastating. And... Here I was trying to run it off and it wasn't happening. And it's because I had that underlying issue that the stress, the anxiety, the depression, everything that was going on, we had a domestic violence situation in our home and it was producing cortisol and that cortisol was making me gain weight. Something that I learned during my pregnancies was that I have a very high sensitivity to hormones. So sensitive that uh, when I was pregnant, All three pregnancies, I lost a significant amount of weight, except for the second one. I only lost 25 pounds. But the first and third pregnancies, the first one, I lost 52 pounds. The third one, I lost 72. And the thing is, and it came off really fast. And the thing about that is, is I gained it back in a matter of months after having the babies. No matter what I would do to try to keep it off, it would not stay off. So I didn't have like any prolonged period of time where the weight just stayed off. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. But it turns out there was that underlying issue. And really, the the hormones, losing weight due to hormone sensitivity and then that hormone being gone, you know, after you have a baby, that was not a way to lose weight. It wasn't a healthy way to lose weight. And, you know, and I did exactly what doctors tend to say happens when weight is lost too quickly, but I wasn't really... I wasn't doing everything I could to maintain the weight loss either. So I'm not going to completely put (laughs) put the blame on um, losing it fast. It was a maintenance type of thing. I was so happy that I was in like really old jeans. It was super exciting, but then that didn't last very long. And the next thing I know is every time I lost a weight or lost the weight during a pregnancy and then a few months later I gained back even more than I weighed before the pregnancy. So, like right now, I am wearing a shirt that I wore just months after my son was born, n- nine years ago. And this shirt was tied on me then. And today, it's too big. I figured I'd slip it on today and see exactly how it fits me now versus nine years ago. And it is too big. And I can't remember... The last time that I could wear this size In fact And you might find this really funny I realized my bra size went down Now I used to be a size 44 D <laughs> And um And as I lost weight I went down to a 42 A 38 And now I'm at a 36 And daggone it my cup size shrunk to a C Now band size yes Cup size no <laughs> Just no <laughs> I I was really, really surprised when I bought this new bra and I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And uh, but, you know, it's it's good because if you haven't heard before, I had deep flap reconstruction after breast cancer. And so my left breast was completely reconstructed using my own tissues. It was the lower part of my stomach and the inferior epigastric artery on that side was moved up with that flap into my chest and then of course all the vessels and veins and stuff are connected to each other creating a living breast out of existing tissue. You are your donor and you are your recipient. So it's an amazing, amazing procedure. And one concern that I've always had with that procedure is if I was going to have to have a revision after losing all of this weight. And it turns out that it has stayed pretty well on par with my natural breast, they are the same size, even though they've sh- they've shrunk, but they've shrunk in sync. So there you go. Yeah, there's you got a story about my uh, my bra advent my bra size adventures. Um, <laughs> well, you know you're going to find that I talk about a lot of things on these podcasts, but I'm just really concerned about the negative aspects of the body. Positivity movement I The positive aspects, I'm there for it But there are the negatives That could cause Some women to be like Oh, okay, well, if this is more acceptable Then I I'm not going to worry about my health Or I'm not going to Worry about this Or worry about that Because health is a huge, huge issue here Now Those of you that have an underlying condition like I just finished discussing and then went into bra sizes. Those that take medications to treat conditions and those that have hormone imbalances or other issues that cause weight gain that you just absolutely cannot help to save your life. I mean, you may not, you may eat like a bird and still gain weight because of circumstances that are beyond your control. For you, you deserve to love yourself you deserve to be positive about your body you're going through enough you deserve it there's nothing wrong with loving yourself and screw what society says about you they don't know your story and it's their problem that they don't that they make judgment without knowing your story that's something that always bothered me was I would have people look at me in disgust. And I knew deep down that my weight gain was it was beyond my control, sort of. All, all I needed to do was reach out for help with my mental health. And I had actually done that a few times. And I had some major therapy fails. And eventually I just gave up. I had one doctor give me Lexapro. And it was so terrible for me that I just couldn't continue taking it. And then I ended up adopting this anti-medication stance because when i was growing up my mom was given medications for bipolar 1 that were not that were turning her into a zombie and i didn't want to be a zombie I, I i my insides are too bright to be a zombie you know i have to get this energy out there and use it to relay messages of positivity and love and love you know and let you know it's okay to love yourself as you are but just Make sure that in the process, you're doing all you can to keep yourself healthy. The weight comes secondary. And that's something that I didn't learn until much later in the game, that the weight is secondary, my health comes first. And a lot of times, weight can follow the health. Other times, it may not, but at least when you go to the doctor and you have your blood work done. It'll look a heck of a lot better than if you're not eating healthy or putting in a little exercise here and there. So I just, I, I just want folks to know that in that body positivity movement, that while it may look great, the, the glossy picture that's painted looks great, but you have to take your health into consideration. Love your body. But but love it enough to give it what it needs. Love it enough to be healthy. It's not enough to just love it no matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter what happens to you. You need to love it and treat it like you love it. It cannot be a glossy picture that serves as a justification for being overweight, so, you know, that's that's the only thing about it, because I have absolutely no issue whatsoever with anyone loving themselves, I mean, I shouldn't, it's a positive thing, and nobody should have a problem with that, but it does go deeper, so, if you are struggling with your weight, and you're struggling with your self-image, just think about that, a little bit. Think about how um, how you feel about your body and what you need to do to start to love it. Sometimes it can start with the health aspect that you decide. Hey, I'm going to feed myself better foods. I'm going to exercise more, and then you start to learn to love yourself more because exercise and diet can also have a positive impact on mental health. While it may not completely cure a mental health disorder it can get you on the right track to getting you what you need. It kind of goes both ways. Mental health can be the result of being overweight or mental health issues can be the result of being overweight or being overweight can be the result of mental health issues. And sometimes it works both ways simultaneously and you're just on a totally endless loop because, you know, there's an issue. (laughs) There's just an issue. Um, But like I said in, in, The first podcast for today, um, you reach out for help no matter what. Reach out for mental health help no matter what. Whether Whether the weight gain is due to mental health or the mental health issues are due to the weight gain. Because there's a mental thing happening and therapy is needed and intervention is needed in a way that's best for you. And you'll notice that that'll make a big difference in how you see yourself and how motivated you can become to jump on a wagon and stay there. or how motivated you can become to treat your body with respect no matter how much how or no matter what the size is. I mean there's there's so many moving parts. it's kind of hard to isolate one little piece. It's hard actually, it's hard to isolate all of it. But I just ask that everybody look bit, look deeper in yourselves. Look at everything, every aspect. Do, just don't jump out of bed one day and scream to the world and say, I love my body, but then not actually mean it. You just, you have to mean it. Because not meaning it also does a disservice to the people that hear the message. Because there are different pieces of this that can mess with somebody, with other people's mental health. They'll see that they'll see positivity and all kinds of things, and wonder, you know, why the heck can I get there? And then that's where you can offer a helping hand. Tell them what you feel. Tell them why you feel it. Tell them the direction that you wish to go with your health, or um, or how you make things work. It, it's important that we all help each other so with that said I'm going to end this podcast with that until I come up with something else in my brain that I need to talk about because it happens it's going to happen it it who knows when I'll start pushing these things out but I hope a lot of that made sense for you because it really has been hard for me during this podcast to isolate any one thing Well, you know, especially when I'm throwing in side stories about my bra size. But hey, you know, it's life. We have our stuff. I have my stuff. You have your stuff. We have stuff. And we're allowed to talk about our stuff. Anyone that says that you're not allowed to talk about your stuff, yeah, I wouldn't, um, you know, worry too much about them. But anyway, I'm so happy that you stuck around with me. I am thrilled that you listened to my rambling because I am the rambling mad woman after all. And I will have much more to ramble for you very soon. So until next time, be good.